Hi, I'm Sarah Becker, and I love talking about money. I believe that money doesn't have to be scary, that curiosity is more important than correctness, and that everyone can become an expert of their own money with a little bit of help, and that's where I come in. Today, we are gonna break down how much having a house in a different state, basically a second home, vacation home situation, how all that money has broke down. So let me give you a little backstory. In August 2021, here in New Orleans, where I live most of the time, we were hit by Hurricane Ida. She took our roof, she took our fence, she took our electricity for nearly a whole month, and she also took whatever was left of our morale after a long, hot summer in the city. That was a really tough summer for us. We went through a lot of things crime-wise, personally. It was really, really tough. We were done spending summer in New Orleans, and we were trying to figure out, like, could we spend these summers somewhere else while our son was out of school? We had been dreaming of purchasing a second home in New England where we could spend those summers and also get rental income in the winters, but we were not sure of the timeline. We had gone in July to do like a little New England road trip and we checked out Massachusetts, Connecticut, Vermont, literally fell so in love with Vermont. And even though we were thinking more Massachusetts or Connecticut, just spending three days in Vermont completely changed my mind and Barry was open to it, which I'm grateful for. So literally as Ida was hitting us, this, again, this is a month after we went to Vermont, three months after all this crazy stuff had started happening to us. And it was just very clear that the universe did not want us to stay in our house in the Bywater. Barry brought his phone over to me and he said, you need to look at this house, okay? And this house was a listing from cabinhomes.net where Barry had signed up to get these like, you know, weekly or daily emails of cabin type homes anywhere in the state of Vermont. And he told me he had done that and I was like, that's cute. But I mean, you know, we're not gonna find a house that way. Well, <laughs> we did. So after a few phone calls, a lot of prayers and some pleading, we were under contract on this house, okay? as Ida is literally hitting us. So look, we cleaned out our freezer, we gave all of our food to the neighbors that were staying, we packed up our valuables, we boarded up our house, and we drove until we hit a state I'd only visited once for just a few days the month before, the state of Vermont. So we had just sold our first house, a house that Barry bought years before we met, so we had a chunk of change to invest in something else. When we saw this house perched on the edge of the Green Mountain National Forest in central Vermont, that had been completely untouched for decades, that was actually in our budget, we went for it. It's honestly one of the best decisions we've ever made. We no longer spend the summer or hurricane season in the South, and we have so far had amazing luck finding renters for either house when we aren't there. I seriously see us loving and enjoying this house for decades, but let me get to what you really wanna know, which is here's a rundown of every single penny we have spent so far in the last year and a half that we've owned it. So our house in Vermont, it's very like mid-century modern. It was designed by a really cool architect named Robert Carl Williams, who designed a few different communities in Vermont. So it has a very cabin meets mid-century modern feel. It's about 1,500 square feet, three bed, two bath, and the purchase price was $280,000. Uh, we did a little negotiating on that price. That is a price we felt good about. I will also say that houses in our area that are similar have now sold for like double what we paid for it in 2021. So I feel really good about that purchase price. We also had some closing costs that were about $10,000. 
We do have an HOA fee, which is another thing that Barry was like, I'm never going to do an HOA fee, but this is a very unique HOA in that it's just 40 houses on the mountain. And this collective money pays for both our water and snow plowing. So it's more than worth it. And it's just $1,800 a year. So we've paid that twice. So that brings that to $3,600 and our property taxes have been $1,700 a year. So that's $3,500. We have paid in utilities electric bills, $5,200. Now some of this has been covered by renters when they've been there. Our internet and our phone has cost us $1,750. There's no cell service on the mountain. So we have a landline. So when I say phone, I literally mean a phone. It's not even cordless. It's a legit in the wall phone. We also upgraded the washer and dryer that cost us nearly $2,000. When we got into the house, there were several things that had been, I mean, I don't even want to call it deferred maintenance because the house had literally been empty for decades. So there was a lot of work to do and a lot of cobwebs as well. We insulated the attic and the basement to get it kind of up to code and more efficient. That was $10,000. We had some plumbing repair when we first moved in. That was $245. We also replaced all of the gravel for our parking pad, which was $900, $900 for rocks. We added heat pumps. We added three heat pumps because the only heat in the house was electric baseboards and then a fireplace. So that was $11,700. We also had to remove some trees. That was $1,000. We replaced all of the carpet downstairs. That was $4,348. We also painted the entire house. Um, supplies for that cost $586. All the labor we did ourselves. We did have to have some miscellaneous handyman work done when we weren't there. That was $750 over the last year and a half. We also bought some tools to have at the house. That's $400. Our stove and chimney work, we replaced it and installed it and repaired the chimney altogether. That was $8,300. We also worked with a nonprofit to help us write our heat efficiency grant to get us some money back from all this work. And that cost us $1,000. So that brings our total of expenses to $345,363. Obviously, this is very much a startup cost. A lot of the stuff we're never going to have to do again in the life of the house. So I feel very good about this number. As far as income, we rent out the house from the end of September to basically the end of May when we're not there. So far, we've collected $24,000 in rent. And we also received a heat efficiency grant for $5,000, which makes our total $29,000. Obviously, this house isn't necessarily paying for itself yet. But again, all of these costs, most of them were startup costs. And I feel really great about the renters. We are definitely renting at below market rate. And the renters we've had the last two years are not coming back because they love the area so much. They legit bought a house uh, very close to us. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and this number also doesn't count the rent that we're able to get from our primary home in New Orleans while we're using the Vermont house. Last summer, we rented our home for $1,400 a month while we were gone. And again, I'm curious to see what the differences are this summer. And we definitely plan on raising rent in the fall when we get new tenants. So that's kind of the rundown. Um, I definitely think that this whole second home thing is so crazy. It's not something I ever thought I'd be able to do in my 30s. And I'm very, very grateful that a lot of stars aligned to make it happen and that my husband bought a house when I was still in college, you guys. I mean, that that helped a lot. So we love our house. I'm so grateful that we have it. I kind of wanted to give you all a rundown because a lot of times people will be like, oh, how much money did that cost? And I tell them, they're like, oh, okay, like buying a house anywhere, you know, I think a vacation home doesn't have to be in an insane expense. And I will say our quality of life has gone way, way up. So no regrets here. 
If you enjoyed this bite-sized podcast, you can tell a friend, leave a rating, shoot me an email or a DM. Ratings and reviews really matter. So if you have a chance to click that five stars, I'd be super, super grateful. You can find me on Instagram at Becker Talks Money or on the web at beckertalksmoney.com and via email at hello at beckertalksmoney.com. I'll be back next week. And until then, remember that you can't work 24-7, but your money can.